This is the Plant Advice Gardening Podcast, Episode 21, Gardening Jobs and Plants of Interest for December. Plantadvice.co.uk for all your gardening needs. Hello and welcome to the Plant Advice Gardening Podcast with me, Richard Farrer. And me, Sue Mack. This is the podcast to help you get the very best out of your garden with our regular features, such as jobs to do in the garden and plants of note for this time of year. Coming up. Coming up in this episode, we have our plant of the month for December, which is Garia elliptica James Roof. It's the silk tassel bush. We have jobs to do in the garden and the vegetable garden. We have plants of note, Lonicera cross purpusei winter beauty, which is a winter honeysuckle, and Cornus sanguina midwinter fire, which is a dogwood. think we're finally into winter sue um i don't know the weather's still quite mild getting down to single figures temperature wise here in the uk it is and they're talking about it getting really cold which it should be for this time of the year but the gardens are still in a mode of growing there are quite a few plants which still have flowers on although as we talked about in last month's podcast you've taken your hanging baskets down now they're down now i don't know if i could have kept them going a bit longer i suppose i could have but i thought no time's time to put them down they were looking a little straggly weren't they, they were yes the petunias had finished totally the pelagonians were still doing well and i mean they're still beautiful colors and coping But that was really what was in it, so it was time for them to go. We've had one or two light frosts. We haven't really had any heavy frosts here in Cambridgeshire, have we? No, the other day was quite bad. Mind you, I don't get up terribly early, so I never noticed. (laughs) When I got up at 8 o'clock, the car was still covered in frost and it was freezing outside. So I I would say probably one or two already. Winter is here then, December. And it's the Christmas month as well, isn't it? Yes. And I think we're talking later on in the podcast of one or two Christmas plants like the poinsettia. That is such a classic Christmas plant, isn't it? It is for um, you guys in this country. But for me, coming from South Africa, that's just one of our weeds that grow on the side of the road. But I suppose it's because of the red. And it just is so Christmassy, isn't it? The red is, yeah. Yeah. Classic Christmas colour, yes. Well, we're going to continue on through the rest of the winter. I know BBC Gardener's World here in the UK on the TV, they've stopped and they gave up the winter period, but we're going to persevere through the winter because there are still things to do and there are still plants of interest, even at this time of year in well, a cold it, climate. It's true because you go and look at the winter garden at Anglesey Abbey and it just shows you that Amazing, there is stuff that still does go through the winter and is beautiful. Very much so and nice fragrance as well. Well, I tried to get some interviews for this podcast. We talked about it in last month's episode. I haven't managed, unfortunately. I did try two or three people. I will have to make a New Year's resolution and try harder for that one, Sue. I think we'll have to. Everywhere we go in connection with gardens, we'll have to see if we can nab somebody. And maybe collect a few more through the summer, which we can have in the can ready for the winter months. Well, exactly. Because we do tend to nab people at the shows, don't we, and get some good interviews. Yeah. So I thought, as we haven't got any interviews, we could do a quick review of the podcasts which we've done through the year from January through to November. 
So the first podcast last January was episode 10, which you can get at plantadvice.co.uk slash episode 10. We talked about the Christmas rose, which was Helleborus niger. Then in episode 11 in February, George and I, George was still with me on the podcast at that point, we talked about understanding the soil, which is key component to growing plants well. You can grow things without soil, like hydroponics, but soil is fundamental, and it's key to understand the key constituents like sand, clay, humus, and things which help grow the plants better. In that episode, we talked about the winter honeysuckle, Lonicera fragrantissima, in episode 12 in March, we had an interview with a parks manager here in Huntingdon, where we live, Dennis Smith, and he talked about the council flower beds. That was very interesting. That I was, wasn't it? That. The different things they have to do to maintain the flower beds. And they talked about the hanging baskets they had with extra reservoir pots in them. Yes, that and was, the Huntingdon flower beds are beautiful. I they love them. Are, they really they? do yeah. a nice show. I think lots of councils do try very hard to put a nice civic display on. So you can get that episode at plantadvice.co.uk slash episode 12. We also talked about Magnolia stellata, a magnolia which has very star-like flowers as the clue in the name, I guess. In episode 13 in April, we talked to Anglesey Abbey's head gardener, Richard Todd. That's a stately home in Cambridgeshire which has a winter garden. We've been there quite a few times, haven't we, Sue? We oh, love it. Oh, it's lovely because every season is just amazing. Next year, 2015, I want to go and see the snowdrops. Yes. Then the daffodils and then the bluebells because it is just beautiful, beautiful. Good job we've got press tickets to get in there, yeah, otherwise exactly. it would be costly, Well, that's why it? we can keep going back and it's not far from home. <laughs> but it does show how things vary through the seasons. The plant we talked about in that episode was Fritillaria miliagris. Then in episode 14 in May, we had an interview with Kirkenhoff gardener Owen Carroll. Now, Kirkenhoff is a spectacular garden in Holland. Yeah, I think that was the highlight of our year. It that. Was I think that even overtook Chelsea. Uh, yeah, <laughs> seven million, I think it was from memory, seven million yeah. bulbs. Absolutely superb. That was episode 14, and we spoke also, plant in the month for that month was Clematis Montana variety grandiflora. Episode 15 in June was our interviews from the RHS 2014 Chelsea Flower Show, including interviews with some of the key garden designers, and we talked about the lupin, Lupinus the Governor, as our plant of the month. Episode 16 in July, we had interviews with garden designers from the 2014 Chelsea Flower Show. We couldn't fit them all in the first episode, and we talked about Cosmos bipinatus. We grew Cosmos, what, two years ago? We had a spectacular display of Cosmos in the garden. Yeah, we did. We had a few this year, but not the same display we did a couple of years ago. And that's common in South Africa, you say, the cosmos? Very, very. They just seed themselves and grow on the side of the motorways. Like I suppose like you've got that beautiful show in the spring with your daffodils. It's the same thing. You've just got this beautiful show of colour as you're driving down the motorway. They're lovely, the cosmos, and a very fine, feathery-type leaf on them as well. They're very pretty, but I'm always glad that they... Um, die here because they do become <laughs> they do take over i wasn't really aware of the cosmos i think until you planted those and that sort of introduced me to them they're very pretty they, very, are they, indeed, they yeah. do make a very pretty show and again if you keep deadheading them they just keep coming back and coming back, back and back yeah 
Episode 17 in August, we had interviews with garden designers from the 2014 RHS Hampton Court Palace Flower Show, and we talked about the Nautia Macedonica plant. In episode 18 in September, we did a review of the 2014 RHS Tatton Park Flower Show, and our plant of the month was Dahlia Bishop of Landaff. There's quite a few shows we go to when, <laughs> through know, the when year you when you that, look at it. Yes, but we never get bored. We no. look forward to them every year. <laughs> every show's different, isn't <laughs> exactly. it? Exactly. And then episode 19 in October, we did a review of the 2014 Malvern Autumn Show. Now, that isn't one we've been to before, is it? No, no we found it really interesting because, again, every show's different. They different didn't have character. show gardens, did they? It was more a shopping experience. Fruit and veg. Yeah, it was more about fruit and veg, that type of competition. Farmers, wasn't it, really, bringing in their fruit and veg? It's the classic sort of competitions at the end of the year when people bring their harvest in and either the most perfect carrot or the largest carrot. But then again, you've got the situation where you get the largest pumpkin, but you could never eat it. I don't know. <laughs> Perhaps I'm they sure feed it must, to the horses. Because yeah, yeah. I'm sure must sort of get out of being nice, you know. Must it can't taste as good, can no, it? I, I, well, I don't know. I'd be interested to know if you can still eat it and it tastes as good as a young plant. Well, we had two pumpkins from our pumpkin plant and that gave us more than sufficient for quite a few batches of pumpkin soup and pumpkin pie. They did really well I think if we pumpkin. had any more, we'd be overrun with the we things. We would, especially when we're not really big pumpkin lovers. No. <laughs> I do like the pumpkin pie, though. Yes. <laughs> In that episode, we also had an interview with Luke Whiting from Darcy and Everest. They are specialists in alpine plants, and he was quite interesting what he had to say about them. Very. And we spoke about the anonymous Europaeus Red Cascade in that episode. And finally, episode 20, last month in November, we talked about Cali Carpa Bodinieri variety Geraldii Profusion, which was a real mouthful. That was the plant with the little bright purple berries, if you remember. Yes, I've been looking around. I haven't actually seen it yet. I'd like to see what it really looks like. It would be nice to see it, yes, in the flesh, so yeah. to speak. So there's plenty of episodes, and all those episodes we had other plants of note and jobs to do in the garden, so it's well worth checking some of those out during the winter months. Refresh your memory, different plants you can put in the garden. Plant of the month. So for this month, our plant of the month for December is Garia elliptica James Roof. This is sometimes called the silk tassel bush. We have seen this, haven't we, Sue, we at the have. Winter Gardens in Anglesey Abbey. And it is lovely. It is, it isn't it? reminds me of cat's tails. The little catkins that yeah. drop down, yeah. Beautiful. Now, apparently, this plant, the genus of the plant name, Garrier, takes its name from Mr. Gary, who was the trusted assistant of the plant collector Douglas. It is a frost-hardy evergreen shrub, but it's not fully hardy, but can cope with a frost down to about minus 10. This is classed as H4 on the RHS scale. They have different scales of frost hardiness, and it's a useful scale to help gauge how frost-hardy a particular plant will be. So if you are going to plant this in your garden, think about where you're going to plant it and give it some protection if you can by planting it against a wall or perhaps amongst some other shrubs if you're in a colder part of the country or in perhaps indeed if you're a different country altogether from the UK. 
The shrub produces interesting flowers when many other plants are beginning their winter dormancy. The flowers are from December through to February, and the silvery flowers, like we just discussed, are catkin-like. They're about 20 centimetres in length and hang down amongst the evergreen holly-like dark green foliage. It likes full sun or partial shade, can grow up to 4 metres tall and a spread of 4 metres. It's got an average growth rate, so it can take between 10 to 20 years to reach maturity. Soil-wise, it grows in most soils, provided it's well-trained, and it also has the RHS Award of Garden Merit, so you know it's a good all-round performer. Maintenance-wise, like a lot of these shrubs, you need to prune in early spring. It's generally pest-free, but may be affected by leaf spot. And if you want to buy this plant, we do have links to purchase plants online at our website, which you can get to show notes for this episode at plantadvice.co.uk slash episode 21. Jobs to do in the garden. Now, jobs to do in the garden. Care for your poinsettia. This is Christmas time, December. Certainly here in the UK, we celebrate Christmas. And poinsettia is a classic Christmas house plant, but a weed in your country, Sue. It is, but it does look pretty. You know, most people get a poinsettia for Christmas because it just seems to add to it. And it's the red, like it I is. said earlier, it's the, the beautiful red. And the red isn't actually a flower, it's no, a branch, it's a modified yeah. leaf. And I mean, they grow huge. They're huge bushes in South Africa. So for me to see them in this little pot is like just weird. It is odd. It's actually called Euphorbia pulcherima. That's its proper name. And everyone does love to see the stunning foliage of the poinsettia at Christmas time. But to ensure that your poinsettia has a stress-free Christmas, you need to keep it in a room that is neither too hot nor too cold. Around about 16 or 17 degrees C is perfect, which is probably a coolish sort of room. Try to let the poinsettia get as much sunlight as possible and allow the compost to dry out between waterings and mist regularly to maintain high air humidity around the plant. I suppose that's because it comes from a hot country. I think it comes yeah. from Mexico, if I remember oh, correctly. Right. Okay. Which is going to be a, a warmer sort yes. of country, isn't it? And they it? don't need a lot of water to survive. No. And the other popular Christmas plant is a Christmas cactus, which flowers at this time of year, Schlumbergera bridgei. Whilst the Christmas cactus is flowering at this time of year, water it a little more often than you would at other times of the year. And as with the poinsettia, a room temperature of around 16 to 17 degrees C, 60 degrees Fahrenheit is good. If you want a Christmas cactus to flower year after year, put it outside during the summer months in a shady location and you can use the same plant year after year. Also at this time of year... There's not much to do in the garden, so there are other jobs you can be doing. For example, garden furniture, pergolas, trellis, archways can all be painted with wood preservative if it's nice and dry outside. Cover borderline hardy perennials with a protective mulch of compost. Horticultural fleece can be used to protect large tender plants. And if a heavy snow falls, shake it off the branches of some of your trees or shrubs because the heavy weight of the snow can snap some of the branches, which I'm sure you wouldn't want. Fruit tree pruning is also a good job to do at this time of year. And water. Stop the water supply to outside taps and don't forget to lag them against the frost because if a water pipe bursts, it's going to make a terrible mess and be very expensive. In the vegetable garden. In the vegetable garden, not much going on this time of year. You can still plant out rhubarb crowns and harvest. You can be harvesting spinach, cauliflower, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, lettuces, leeks and kale. 
and you'll certainly be needing to get those Brussels sprouts for your Christmas lunch. You don't like Brussels sprouts, do you, So. No. No. <laughs> I do try and eat them, but it doesn't work. <laughs> it's a bit like Marmite. They seem to be a love-hate relationship, don't they? Definitely. Maybe it's at school that kids got put off Brussels sprouts by them being cooked to death and mushed. Plants of Note. Plants of Note. The first plant of note we have for this month is Lonicera cross purpusei winter beauty, which is a winter honeysuckle. This is fully hardy, deciduous shrub, and fully hardy on the RHS scale it's classed as H5, which means it can tolerate temperatures down to minus 15 degrees C, which is, I think, the coolest we've had here in Cambridgeshire, isn't it? Yes. Minus 15 a few years back. Yeah, that was a one-off though, wasn't it? It We don't get those type of temperatures here. No, that is jolly cold. It has an average growth rate. It can grow up to two metres tall with a spread of two and a half metres. It likes full sun or partial shade and moist but well-drained humus-rich soil. Flowers. This is probably its key point at this time of year. It is in flower. They have a strong, sweet fragrance. So it's a good idea to perhaps plant it by a path where you can get the benefit of that fragrance. Or a door, front door. Or front door, yeah, on your way to work in the morning. Get a nice waft of the fragrance. The flowers are about 15 millimetres, a centimetre and a half wide. Clusters of small cream flowers with yellow anthers. And they flower on bare branches in winter and early spring from December to March. So a reasonable flowering period for this time of year. Nice, sort of pretty white flowers, aren't they? Very Very elegant. Very, very dainty, pretty, lovely. I really like it. And the fragrance as well. It's a double whammy. And I think we've also seen this one at... um, Winter Gardens, Anglesey. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it's a lovely one, isn't it? The foliage, the leaves, they're bright green ovate leaves. And again, from the RHS, they've given it their award of garden merit and the RHS Perfect for Pollinators Award. So even this time of the year, there might be a few insects. They've got something to feed on. Maintenance in late spring, cut back a third of the flowering shoots and mulch generously with a well-rotted manure or compost. Disease and pest-wise, it can be susceptible to aphids and powdery mildew, though. And our second plant of note for this month is Cornus sanguina midwinter fire, which is a dogwood. Now, these we've also seen at Anglesey Abbey, haven't we, Sue? Oh, yes. They really make a statement, don't they? They do. And the key thing about these is the bare branches, which are flame red at this time of year. Beautiful. The Latin name corners actually means horn, and in this case it refers to the hard nature of the wood. This cornice is a fully hardy, deciduous shrub. It's fast-growing, so you can cover a nice piece of ground quite quickly. It grows to about 1.5 metres tall with a 0.8 metre spread, likes full sun or partial shade in any moderately fertile soil. The flowers are small, creamy white flowers in May and June, and the foliage are oval leaves, mid-green colour, turning to an orange-yellowy colour in autumn. But the key things are undoubtedly the flame-coloured stems in winter. To achieve the best stem colour, which is on new growth, every year in spring cut the stems hard back to the ground, about 5 to 7 centimetres from the ground, and then mulch the base with well-rotted manure or garden compost. And that should ensure every year you get these beautiful flame-red stems shining through the borders in the winter time. 
And at the Anglesey Abbey Gardens, they've got a huge band of these down by the side of the path, haven't they? They have. And you see, it's a winding path as you turn the corner. It is suddenly like the, the path is on fire. It's amazing. It, it really is. is beautiful. I like that plant. It's a lovely one, yeah. And like we've said before, Anglesey Abbey just shows you that you can have a stunning garden in the wintertime. Absolutely. You do not have to have a boring garden. But then I'm not into gardening in the wintertime. It's too cold. <laughs> it is a bit chilly, isn't it? Yes. But some people are. They, yeah. They're quite happy to get out there and dig and enjoy it as well, I oh, suppose. Oh, why not? Yes. yes, if you're a diehard. On a beautiful winter's day, nothing nicer to get out there. If you're a diehard gardener, get out there and enjoy the fresh, bracing winter weather. So that about wraps things up for our December episode, the last one of the month. You can get the show notes and links for this episode at plantadvice.co.uk slash episode 21. You can follow us online at plantadvice on Twitter or facebook.com slash plantadvice. And it just remains really for me to wish you all a very happy Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. And we look forward to doing some more in the new year, Sue. Yes, yeah, and get some interviews in, have those ready for interest. and Go to all the shows, lots to see, discover new plants. Exactly. And, yeah, and there is always something new for the new year, isn't there? I'm sure there's many garden nurseries out there developing stuff as we speak. Yeah, breeding new plants, ready for launching at the shows. And there is always stuff to do in the garden, as we've talked about, isn't there? Yes. Uh, if it's a dry day, get out there and still enjoy your garden. So that's all for this episode. Thanks ever so much for listening, and I hope you'll listen again next month. Do have a great Christmas, and until next year, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.
This podcast was brought to you by plantadvice.co.uk for all your gardening needs.